Welcome into the Duggan Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Lewis. If you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the handle at Pod. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch, the Duggan Podcast. And you can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All you have to do is search the Duggan Podcast. Oh, hopefully. What a terrible game that was. Uh, Thursday night football. That was so bad. Uh, it was very bad. It's gonna. It's it might be matched this week. Yeah, it's back to back bad games. Hey, you only paid a billion dollars for it. Whatever matter. So let's go ahead and run through the news real quick because uh, we got a lot to go over. So first off, Brett Favre. Yeah, we talked about him a couple weeks ago, but now he is. Um, getting closer to being subpoenaed about his uh, involvement with that trash game. <laughs> he's he's uh, trash, bro. He's just a trash human. I mean, <laughs> again, a, a, according to the article that I saw, they stole $77 million from uh, uh, the, the program that's supposed to go out to feed needy families and give uh, money to people that are in need. 77 million seems a lot, like a lot of money that was going into their pockets. So, yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, Mississippi is one of the poorest states too. They have a big problem with poverty in there. You have this program and you're going to siphon off money, which is a problem enough of itself. You're going to siphon off money to build a volleyball court or whatever other rec center he was going to build, which isn't what these funds are for. They probably could have found those somewhere else. He's worth still a ton of money unless he's totally broke. But outside of that, it, it, it keeps getting worse where he's like, yeah, I knew about it. Yeah, I don't care. Give me the money anyway. And then again, and we joked about this before, but seriously, this guy does not get that text messages are permanent. Like, I don't understand. You got in trouble for it before. Why, oh, why are you still doing it? Why are you still? It doesn't. It's ignorance. And. I think they feel immune to this kind of stuff. So, I mean, and technically they are until they get in trouble. Yeah, so, and we'll see how that goes. But yeah, uh, it's uh, very frustrating. So, but uh, you know, hopefully he get his like Alex Jones got his nine hundred and fifty or sixty five million. It, they said it could be more than that. It could be. Yeah, I saw, I saw it getting totaled up as they went because they were still because each each case was technically separate. You know, all the all the each individual had their own case to bear. I think they kind of just did it at once since all the evidence is going to be the same. But yeah, I I I don't think he has this money. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do about it. But they're going to come after him, and and rightly so. I mean, again, your words have consequences. This isn't freedom of speech anymore when you're defaming people. And making up shit for no reason, like especially like in general, but especially with this, it's just so crazy. Yeah, it's kind of hard to justify anything that he was doing. And uh, simply put, the only people that think it's fake probably never lost somebody in their life that tragically, or they're in some kind of denial. And he's neither of that. And he was exploiting them from apparently three hours after he was on the show saying this is a spoof, it's a fake. So, you know, I thought it should be more. I, th- I think he should get 12 
billion dollars owed to those people. Go loan it from your cronies, from your supporters. Go out and sponsor like you did before. Yep. I don't know. His platform should be banned, but hey, what are we? We're just a small podcast just trying to make it in the world. Trash. Anywho, uh, moving on. DC and Cartoon Network laid off more employees. This is for both. This is for all three. Let's keep going. This is for you. <laughs> Brett Favre, Alex Jones. I mean, they're not as DC. bad, but just again, trash is Warner Brothers again. Keep going. <laughs> Warner Brothers is garbage. Yeah, laid off their employees, most of their employees of Cartoon Network. It's crazy. Like, I grew up on Cartoon Network. I don't know mm-hmm. if uh, oh, yeah. many, many people still watch it other than Adult Swim. But apparently they still have a lot of good shows and they still have a lot of uh, products. But to lay off that many people, I know they're trying to devalue and get the short and sell off. It's just bad. It's, that's bad ethics. Yeah. I mean, too, it's weird. It's just, I think, another symptom of cable dying and print media dying. You just said DC on the print side. Yeah, the movies are still billion dollar makers, but the comics aren't worth very much if anything at all. It's all about the characters and the IP. And then you and Cartoon Network, have you you're the one with out of the two of us on here tonight that has a kid. Have you turned on Cartoon Network? I know she's a little young, but have you turned on Cartoon Network lately? Yeah, she actually likes the uh so the Muppets, not the Muppets, the um uh, Sesame Street puppets have this like cartoon show where they do robots. And they turn into robots. It's like Transformers Light, but with uh, street, street, uh, yeah. um, Sesame Street people. So it's kind of weird, but but that she sounds enjoys like okay. It. So that's that's on their kids block programming. Have you watched or their their younger kids? Have you watched into like the afternoon? Have you ever flipped it on anymore? No. no. So like when we got when we used to get home, we'd have like Tsunami. their little block of cartoons from like five to five, like three to five and then you have Toonami and then it went back to like the other original cartoons and like that's where like Samurai Jack lived until they flipped it you know you also had like their whole run of like their giant Saturday afternoon shows it wasn't on Saturday but like you know Cow and Chicken and Johnny Bravo and all that but you had that interspersed now I guarantee if you put it on right now it's Teen Titans Go rerun again that's all they show but that's yeah. just just a symptom of cable. Go turn on Comedy Central right now. It's South Park or it's The Office. These it, there's just no money in putting new content on these shows. They have to push them to the streamers. So I think they're going to keep animation alive because they got to put something on HBO Max. But Cartoon right. Network might be might be the guillotine from this. Even even we're already losing shows off of Adult Swim. You mentioned that too. There's only one show that they push anymore, and it's Rick and Morty, and that's it. Yeah, I I kind of I kind of think that and and here here was the schedule when I got home, you know. It was middle school for me that I watched a lot of Cartoon Network cuz I mm-hmm. didn't have cable before that, but as soon as I got home at 4, there was anime on. 4 to yeah. 7. Um that was the block of Toonami, uh, then it shrunk to 4 to 6. And so and that six to eight, six to eight thirty block, yeah, that was the fresh cartoons that you get new episodes right. on every day. Yeah, it used to be something that I can turn on at any given moment and say, "I need to watch this." Everything now is a rerun, or I've seen it, or whatever. Yeah, I I definitely saw some aspects of that when I was flipping channels. But again, to lay off that many people because of that, I think that's more of a direction kind of you but, need to make a. But big that's what fire. I'm saying. There, it's already been on its way out. This is just. 
take it out back. Like it's over. Yeah. Behind the woodshed. As well as they'll, they'll sell the channel rights to somebody else. And all of a sudden one day you'll just see Cartoon Network turn into something else. And they'll just leave. They'll leave the brand because the brand is big enough. They'll leave Cartoon Network and they'll leave Adult Swim. And they're going to live, or they already do, as hubs or channels or whatever the hell you want to call it on HBO Max. That's all they're going to do. Right. That's the future. That's what it is. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be bad. It's only gonna get worse from here for those guys. And I I don't like saying that because there's a ton of good people that work there and have, yeah. make their careers there, have good animators there. Um, it's just well, and they're having a big problem with that too because there's a lot of uh, they're taking a lot of tax write off and they're just deleting these animators' work even from HBO Max. You can't get it anywhere because. If they show it, then they can't get the tax write off. Kind of like what we talked about on this show with Batgirl. They're doing it with the animation too. So I think it was like Over the Garden Hedge or Ledge or whatever, whatever show that was. There's a few shows that are just deleted. You can't get them anymore. You have to co-pirate them. You can't buy them on iTunes. You can't watch them anywhere on, on the internet. And that's just the sad part we're getting in. Like we don't have rights in the digital space. You don't own any of the movies you bought digitally. They can turn it yeah. off whenever. Yeah, and that's that's also kind of, I mean, if they really cared about that, put something on your streaming platform that's worth a damn. Like, if you're worried about shutting down Cartoon Network to gain uh, some profit, maybe invest in your streaming platform where it's only exclusive to that streaming platform that you'll get some of these better shows. I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a poor guy. Yep. So, all right. Moving on. Uh, so some releases are coming out uh, next week. Some theatrical releases. The big one is Black Adam. Uh, are you interested in that one at all? No, not even a little bit. Yep. Moving on. Uh, the other one that I saw that was releasing next week is the Pez Outlaw. Comes out on the 21st. It's, it's, it's the craziest concept I've ever heard. But it's legit. Um, it's a legit thing that happened like uh this dude is stealing pez dispensers from berlin smuggling them across the border to make his money over here <laughs> when pez was big and it it got shut down due to some competition from another dude apparently this documentary is nice so nice that it got a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes it's got a pluses hey. from all the credits like it's hitting and so I'm like, there's no way a documentary is this good about Pez dispensers. So would that interest you in going to the, like, are you pulled to go to the movie and check that out? You put this on the agenda for today and I was looking, I'm like, what the hell is this? I had to look it up. So I, cause I wanted to see if it was streaming or if it's in theaters and then you just dropped it. It's in theaters. The clip on IMDb, I didn't even play it, but the one still photo of this dude talking and his beard's down to here and he's just looking kind of like, I he's gotta see this. I don't know what this is, but I need to see it. He's a neck This beard. sounds insane. Yeah. I, I was kind of surprised at, the level that it was receiving i was just like what is this this came out of nowhere and apparently these this is the time frame where all of the um all of the movies that were screened at like the the uh, art festivals or whatever across the world that this is the time frame where they're going to come out from now until february so yeah they're going to get they, a lot of those usually drops. do those like mid summer to like 
August, September. And that's when they, they get bought out from like Sundance or whatever. And now they're going to start to go worldwide. Yeah, because this is all the Oscar buzz. Like you might see this one again come February, March. I think it's March or April. It's actually the Oscars are pretty late. But this is the time they got to start releasing it. And usually the art films and things like that kind of get released then. Yep. So those are some movies to check out. I don't know if uh, people are excited to go see those. But you can go see them for free if you're a follower. Here's how to enter our contest. Be a follower of the channel on Twitch. Step one. Step two, leave a comment on one of our videos. That's it. And you're entered. And there's a high chance that you win. So contest ends October 31st. Tell your wife. Tell your kids. Answer the contest. All right. So let's hop into the hot news. So we're going to start off with Werewolf by Night. Because, um, man, oh, man. Was I surprised? Mm-hmm. I was. I was extremely surprised because I thought this was going to be, you know. It was going to be all right, like because of She-Hulk and because of all the other stuff that we got recently. I'm sorry, the perfect show that She-Hulk. I'm, I don't understand what you're talking about. Okay, all right. There's nobody else to, to gang on to you. But all right, we're going to let it slide until the She-Hulk segment. But Can't for the most part. <laughs> for the most part this was a great horror short like didn't need to be more than you know the 50 minutes that it was it had a great story from beginning to end you got emotionally attached to some of the characters great directing great you know lighting and film it was perfect for what it was and i was extremely surprised at the acting i Okay, so I thought that was Jessica Jones, the actor that plays her. Totally different person. Um, like they her. look alike. They look alike. No, no. But she had a leather jacket on. That's it. Stop. Full stop. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's, they got the same forehead and all that going on. <laughs> Anywho, but she's really good in The Nevers, the Josh Whedon product, product that got canceled already. Um, but the one season that's out uh, for that, y'all should check it out. She was really good in it, and she was really good in this. And the stunts were good, the fighting was good, the whole plot and scheme of, you know, it's kind of like Clue combined with hunting. Like, all the weapons are in the arena. You have, the arena is a maze. Go find this creature, and you have different motives for different people. So, you know, it was a great, great one-off. And I liked almost everything about it. I, I give it a 9 out of 10. I would watch it over and over and over again, especially for Halloween. Yeah. And yeah. And I think the best part about all this was that you can show violence and like horror and uh, cult items without the R rating. Like yeah. this, this is leading up to Deadpool being, you know, just another property by Disney that they can bring in so what do you think i'm i'm talking a lot what do you think this is a show i was excited about i love these kind of weird characters especially from both dc and marvel but you know only one can get it right so they thankfully it was marvel we get a character like this and we'll uh we can get there too but like kind of with the blade news i don't know maybe <sighs> i'm kind of hoping they're pausing now because 
of how great this was. This is every, I had no expectations for this. I was just kind of excited to see it. Marvel's first try at a holiday theme at horror. Perfect. They nailed it out of the park. We got Man-Thing. They showed Man-Thing as a character in this show. Incredible. He was great. You mentioned that, um, what was it? Uh, what's her name? Hang on. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. What was her name? Verusha, like Elena. In the show, it's it's Elena. But what's her? Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So Elena, like you said, the actress is is perfect. But you didn't even mention werewolf. He was great. Yeah, he was was great. Uh, Jack, Jack is great. Yeah, all the villains are great. You got the like weird Bowie guy hanging around. The dude who like looked like he stole some jacket from Wakanda was like dope. Yeah, the other big muscly guy like. I don't know what's good. That was per- perfect cast characters. Her stepmom was real good. But yeah, I, I think this was perfect. It hit the camp right where it looked like a 30s horror movie, but it was done modern. It wasn't like weird close-ups or like overacting or like that fake transatlantic accent. It was well, modern acting, modern storytelling in that format. Well, yeah. Actually, it was... There were a couple of those classic shots. So... You right. had the dolly shot a few times where the background kind of gets bigger as it gets, you know, kind of zooming away from yeah. the, the car. That's a classic horror shot. Um, yep. And some of the, the font that they use and the classic um, uh, sounds that they were using, like she, her first fight or second fight, because she fought the, the Scottish dude first, but then uh, the crossbow uh, guy second. Um, yeah. That fight was the whole psycho theme fight. Like that, uh, it, the soundtrack behind it was straight from the movie Psycho. It's it's just yeah, yeah. Keep going, but it was just great stuff mixed well, in well, with you the modern like shots. The music and the music and stuff too. Like Michael Giacchino, this is his first directorial debut, and he killed it. Like what a guy! But he's been the composer. Like he started on Lost. He's been doing a bunch of these Marvel projects and Pixar. Like you mm-hmm. can see how music was important. And as much as we we like the fight scene in Doctor Strange with the music. Like, that was just fun because it was weird and we hadn't seen it. This was, like, the better version of that almost. Like, yeah. where it was intentional. Like, even that tuba walking up on fire, like, before they go in yes. was, like, super. Like, what a shot, though, too. But then the music's punctuating it as they go and, like, kind of ramping up the scary. Like, what are they going to walk into in this maze? But I'm with you. I think it's a 9 out of 10. I love that they had little details. If you looked a couple times, those black circles popped up. That used to signify a real change when they had to do real. Just left it in. Obviously, it has nothing to do with this movie, but it looked cool. It looked back in the period. Um, I think some of the production hurt when they went outside into the maze. I think the maze looked really small and kind of bad, which is kind of a bummer because, like, the mausoleum they were in was really dope. The big room that they, like, have most of the action in in, like, the third act was awesome. But the maze kind of just felt small. It looked like they just kept turning a corner. And they're in the same. I want more like a Harry Potter one or something like that. But oh, you wanted that scale of it. So, so here's the thing. Yeah, make it look bigger. You know. Yeah, I I was okay with it because it it kind of set up from the beginning that they were in this smaller place. Because if you look at the maze when they first show it, you can see the man thing walking around. Yeah, you can kind of see a shadow and everything. So it's like, oh, this is this is going to end quickly. Like <laughs> this is going to be yeah. a short fight if they find it um, or he can get to places pretty, pretty easy. But I like that it was a smaller maze because it was like these characters are already professionals in what they do. And 
they already know how to kill they, because we had to kill counts for everyone as they circled the room before this. And then once they get out there, let's just get to the action, and hurry up and solve this because, you know, we need, we got work to do. There's more monsters out there to, to kill and capture or whatnot. So it doesn't need to be this drawn out thing uh, that it used to be. Apparently it used to be this, this super long search for the next hunter, according to the intro. The intro has some right. Latin pages that some nerds online leaked or trans transcribed. But at the same time, the maze is symbolic because of, you know, all of our time with uh, Westworld. The maze is your own personal journey through whatever you're going through to reach the middle or the end and achieve your goal. And the trials and tribulations that come with that are supposed to reflect on your character. And it did 100% for all of these characters. So the ones that wanted to fight, the ones that wanted to just the power, the ones that just wanted to support um, the, 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 the wife, it was, it was shown. And yeah. I'm, I like that they kept it on our two main characters instead of going to show like what the Irish dude was doing or what um, the, the person dressed in all white was doing. So I like that they, they center focused on that and they kept it. They kept it real efficient. It was just very efficient. Mm-hmm. So I liked it a bunch. Yeah. And I, you said it too, and I don't, I don't want to hark on it too long because we can we can kind of move on with this. But like you said, I'm excited for Deadpool now. I was anyway, but now I trust them. Even if they're going to be clever with the violence and it's not like what we saw with, because this needs to be a combination of Deadpool and Logan in terms of like the violence aspect of it anyway, right? Like we're not right. going to go back to like X1 where he's cutting off like the Statue of Liberty's crown and that was like the coolest thing he did. Right. Like we need real stuff. And I think they showed, even with PG-13... We we got it. Like we can figure it out. And and was it scary and gory? Sure. Could you show like a thirteen plus year old this? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it's like nightmare fuel. I don't think it's overly violent. Yeah, I think the hard part about all this is getting people to watch it. Like, can you get the average Marvel person that's you know just into the super superhero stuff? Can you get them and say, hey, watch Werewolf by Night and, you know, I th- you'll be surprised. Think so. I think so because of how they sold it. It's a special, like, edition or special, whatever they call it, special presentation. And yeah. they're going to do, and I think, I think this is going to start a roll of them. And I wonder if we're going to get one in the spring because the next one's Guardians. Right. So Guardians right. is the holiday special. We just got a Halloween special. Like if they start to do these is like, hey, it's not a show. It's 50 minutes. It's an hour and a half. Maybe Guardians might be like closer to an hour and a half, but I think it'll probably be 50 minutes too. But, you know, just come in like you're already at home. Watch this over the holidays with your family. Let's just do some special presentation. If they can sell that right, I think they'll be fine. Yep. Yep. I agree. Anything else about Werewolf before we move on? No, nine out of ten. If I didn't say it, I'm with you 100. percent Like I said, just a little bit on the some of the production. Just looking, not necessarily that the maze was small. Just it looked small, not that it like felt small. It just like looked like a set. But again, yeah. that could have been part of it too. I'm sure that was intentional. Yep. So, so. Um, moving on, Andor. Pleasantly surprised by this. Again, for how much crap we gave Boba Fett when we started this podcast, like. Six months ago. 
they it seems like they listened to us and put it in mm-hmm. the show. Got rid of the Jedi. Got rid of the wizard stuff. Boots on ground. Give me some interpersonal stuff. It's been great. The first, uh, what episode are we on? Eight? Six. I think six, six was just tonight. Six? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and I know you're one back of me, so I'll, I'll try not to. Yeah, six was today. Yeah, I kind of I started the episode, and we can kind of talk to that. But, um, but again, this is something that someone that doesn't watch Star Wars can get into. Someone that yeah. hates Star Wars can get into it. If you don't even mention that this is Star Wars, they'll probably watch it and be like, oh, this is a cool sci-fi. This is kind of Star Wars-y, but yeah. There's, there's droids, but that's about it. There, this is like human versus human fighting. This is David versus Goliath starting out. This is the classic rebellion against the Empire. Let's change the way that we're living our lives with a spark. And that's the theme of this show. And that's, you know, the whole reason for them making Andor. And it leads to the big moment when they stole the plans with the Death Star in Rogue One. So it, it, but it doesn't feel like it's already there at the point where they need to steal the plans. They're going to have to figure it out. They're going to have to grow their alliance. I love the stuff with the politics behind it with um, Mamothma. Like, she she's losing her family. She's sacrificing a lot just to do a a simple rebellion, just start a small cell of the rebellion under her wing. And man, oh man, I can speak. I can't speak enough about it. This is one of my favorite shows of the year. Um, but again, there it comes with faults. Some of the acting has been stale. Uh, some of the it's been very broody at times, and it's like okay, I I, I get it. You're not in the best situation where you can um, flaunt all of your acting skills. But at the same time, it's been a good storyline and it's been good. Um, it, it's building a good set of characters, which I think some of those characters are getting. <laughs> they're going to die. These guys are going to die so bad. <laughs> some of them are going to go. I think the first one to go is the one setting the tone of what the rebellion should mean. Like, Anytime you get theoretical and you try to find, you know, the soul of the show. Oh, yeah. He's going to die hard. It's going to be like the last scene of one of these episodes. And it's going to be a silent move to the, uh, the credits. That's the first one to go. But these characters do mean a lot already. And you're starting to see they're planting to the see for why um, Kaz is turning into this this rebel. Uh, prospect you're starting to get the background you're starting to get the story with it it's it's just good what do you think what's your rating on the first five episodes so we went into this show we talked about it a lot when they dropped the trailers i don't think any of us cared it will at least you and i because we're the only two that actually like star wars we, right. we didn't care like and cassian was my least favorite character in rogue one didn't really care. He was dark and br- and I love Diego Luna. He's doing a great job. I just didn't care about the character. That's right. not like his fault. I think the acting's great. I think the first three are a little slow, and I didn't follow the recommendation to kind of watch them as a movie. If you haven't watched them, watch the first three together because right. I think that's the weakest part of the show. It's a lot of building. Uh, the, I think that's where the acting is really bad. I think that's where the sets look really bad. It almost looks like they like reuse stuff from Book of Boba where it looks like it's on a soundstage or Obi-Wan where it looks yep. like it's on a soundstage. It doesn't look real. Like when all the dudes are like hitting the pots and it's like 
all right, like we're on a soundstage, like go. <laughs> but yep. once you leave and once that starts to ramp up and you get like Stellan Skarsgård in the show and, and we really start to get off world and once they hop to the next world and it blows up from there in terms of like now we got the plan versus now we have, like you said, the politics. Mon Mothma's politics are cool. I love that like FBI um empire i want a show about them give me give yeah. me empire fbi bro yeah. that would they with the isb i think it was called the, they were the, so cool yeah the security bureau it's um yeah, yeah but it's all politics in and of itself and like who gets who like that was fun and like she's on to something and like but the show i think the show's great it really surprised me i think the acting has gotten better i think the the rebel cell he's with um in 5 and 6 is real good. I think Mon Mothma is good. Stellan Skarsgård's amazing. I think the ISB is really good. Like all of them seem legit too. I think it's an eight out of ten. Like I said, I think it looked real bad early. Like not a bad show, but I just don't think it looked quality. And then once we get to that new world, even when we're in the Empire buildings, or when we go, we saw Coruscant. Yeah, dude, Coruscant. Coruscant was like incredible. Yeah, his it was museum, way better. His museum shop and like her house. Yep. incredible yep and you and like, inside that museum shot was a ton a ton of stuff just like ridiculous easter eggs for people that are fans yeah. of star wars but i'm glad they didn't focus on that and they moved on so but go ahead no Continue. it doesn't it doesn't need to be that, that's not the focus of the show maybe it will be at some point i don't know how many episodes is this because this we're six we're already six yeah, six this is six this is six i checked how many episodes is it total do you know oh look i thought it was 18 know. Or something like that, right? I don't know if it's that much, or I think there's just definitely a season two. So we have 12, so we're halfway through. Okay. And then I think they said there's going to be a season two, so I doubt this butts up right against Rogue One, which is fine, but I want to see the Rebellion getting a, a kick up a little bit more. Um, you got to finish the up the the job that they're on, but yeah, this yeah. show's great, man. Way better than I thought it would be. Yeah, and... Uh, speaking to the Easter eggs, a, a lot of these were uh, Easter eggs were like Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars uh, oh, cool. Clone War stuff. It was like very nested things that uh, only if you watched a video to break it down, or if you were like a true fan, you would be like, "Oh, that's the holocron that they were holding at Revenge <laughs> or Return of the Sith or whatever, uh, Episode Nine, or that's the one that." Um, uh that they were holding in season two of rebels like you would only pick up that thing or that's uh hella sandaya's little family emblem that uh they were holding it was a twi'lek uh little emblem but like stuff like that perfect job just put them in the yeah. background like there was a nice of the old republic stuff in there and we don't need to deep dive on that stuff and we don't need to mess up the lore for that so just you know pepper it in there but let me let me ask you this though before we pivot because it's going to be hard where's the show ranked for you right this is the fourth star wars show that we have right of the live action that we've done so far we've had mandalorian book of boba obi-wan and this where is this for you it's definitely right behind mandalorian already for me i almost argue and again, we're only six in, and it did start a bit slow. It might be better. I think Mandalorian hits you with shock and awe, and it gives you those really big moments. 
But there's some really low moments in the show, like the first ATST one where it's like just shooting up the village. Like, all right, what are we doing here? Like, right. I get it's kind of your your lone samurai, you know, your Ronin going through the woods and like helping all the people. But yeah. like, there's some pretty bad lows on that show. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I, but you get the huge moments of like the Luke reveal or the exactly. Ahsoka reveal. And it's like, that does keep it ahead. But this is easily better than Book of Boba Fett. This is easily better than Obi-Wan. The world building's better. Not only did we get Coruscant, did we get all this? We see an empire cell dealing with the local population. That's like five and six that like you're going to finish up today. And like what they're doing. We're seeing real world effects. And like, I want this, I want a video game that's like on this level. I want the gritty, disgusting rebel fighting. I'm in an insurgent cell doing something. This is what I want. I like last uh, what was it? What was the what was the one that they just came out with a couple of years ago? Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Cool. Yeah. I'm a Jedi again. It was dope. I love that game. Yep. Give me a blaster pistol and let me <laughs> shoot around. Give me uncharted like this though. I'm running a job. I'm in the I'm in the disgusting part. I'm in the muck. Yep. Or give me more shows like this. Like this is great. This is yeah. what I want Star Wars to become. I, Throw in a Jedi every once in a while, but this is it. <laughs> I agree. I think that they they do best with just a smaller world building. And you know, we got we got uh, the hu- the human stories. That's what it is. Yeah, we not only did we get like Coruscant, but we got some of the first or the planets that were quickly destroyed in Episode Seven. Um, not of the show, but episode seven of, uh, the movies, they destroyed five planets. Nobody knew what they were destroying unless you got the details before or after the movie. Like there was no right. reference of it. We already got like little, little nest, little eggs in there to say, Hey, this is an important, uh, planet. This is an important planet. You know, um, the Kessel this is, pl- is, that's an important spice planet. We got uh, Jetta referenced already. Like you're setting up. We got, all these ja- we got Jakku referenced too. Yeah, we got a Jakku. A good... So the question I had Jakku. for you with the Kessel, the Kessel mention, were they mentioning Solo? Was that the train job? I think it was. So he he fought in a war on that planet around the same time that Solo fought in that war on hit on the planet, same planet. They were in the same war. Remember, he said that. I was in the war for six months, and he said, oh, I'm, you were just a chef for the first few months. Remember that yeah. part in, like, the first three episodes, one of the first yeah. three episodes? And No, that, I don't mean that, though. There's a part where the ISB, one of the guys says something, and or it's the woman, and she drops reference of a job on Kessel. Because uh, she was like, all these jobs. I think it they were referring to the train, because they're trying to piece them all together, whether it's right. part of, like, the rebellion or not, which I guess that one wasn't, but that would have been before the show, so it tracks. Yep. Which would have been interesting. We haven't really heard anything from Solo since Solo because it wasn't good. But yep, yep. And yeah, I think you're right. I think they were questioning if it was random or planned, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a good question to ask because some of this does feel random. Like, yeah, there might be some coordination there among the high ups, but like. What Solo did was mostly on his own. What these other cells were doing were mostly on Rebels. That whole faction was doing stuff on their own until they met up with Ahsoka. So, like, you know, that's what happens when, you know. Well, they they, one of the guys, too, I don't remember if it was in five or six, because I watched them back to back, but he's like, they mentioned Saw Gerrera. 
Because yep. he's still off doing his own thing too. And obviously that ties back to Rogue One as much as it ties back to Clone Wars. But yep. you know, we have these drop, but it's such world building because it's like they're not a rebellion yet. They're not together. Because they don't get yep. together till the end of Rogue One, really. Yep. There's no rebellion. So it's yep. like this is I don't know. This is what I've wanted. Like I would argue it's, it's doing Star Wars right. I would argue that there's no rebellion until they finally beat Palpatine in episode nine. That was when everybody got together and on the same page. Yeah. Like before that, it was just like, hey, we got this small group that's going to fight. But then all these other separatist cities that were there before. You had the separatists. You have the Stalgareras of the world. You have the Leia and uh, Monmantha. Forget that. Keep butchering her name. Um, and you have uh, all the other politicians and all the other planets like Mandalore. That was a planet that remained neutral until the end. And that's that's how a lot of people played this until episode nine. So it's interesting. To, I hope they get into a little bit of that and say, hey, we need this planet to cooperate. And they don't. They just refuse and leave them high and dry. Yeah. That sets the tone for like, we want to stay out of this mess and just protect I almost kind of want to see the other side of it then and, and kind of hope they start to do this in, in Mandalorian or something since that's that side of the war. Because it doesn't really make sense why we have a resistance if there's a new Republic but also a First Order. But as right. we're talking this out now, you're right. They need to show those pockets of fighting. But again, this is the world building they should have either A, done in those movies or done before those movies. But we didn't have Disney Plus then. They didn't have all that then. So they yeah. can't go ahead and do that. This is, this is stuff they have to work backwards for because they didn't have the vision then which is sad because we really could have had something special with disney star wars and we, we just yeah. didn't so i don't know maybe they, the future's bright this is should, this is the most excited i've been about star wars in a very long time yeah they should focus on outer rim stuff um the small cells that are fighting yeah. maybe some civil war stuff on each planet don't need anything higher than that We're, we'll see what we get with the um uh basically the cop show <laughs> with um yeah. uh Appa from Kim's Convenience. Uh he was the marshal or whatever of the outer realm. So we'll see what we get with his. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um I didn't rate it because I want I need to finish this episode. I feel like the first part of this episode six was leading up to the fight and um we finally got the villagers that were coming in on that planet. So I feel like I need to wait until the end of this episode to give it a real rating. But until now, it's been like at eight and a half out of 10 for me. So, yeah, I think I think you'll stay there. That's where you're at. Like, I thought the end was satisfying of that episode. Yeah, I was happy. And it still sets up more of the show. Yep. And also just let Stellan Skarsgård have his little happy dance in every single episode because I'm <laughs> with that. It was so great. When he puts on his little rings and he's like putting on his fake smile. So good. <laughs> yeah, he, he knows how to play the part very well, in which they, yeah. I mean, have to do. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. First things first, our, pro- our producer right now is in trouble. Um. Oh. They forgot to change the date on our title card. So they're fired. You're fired. Get out of here. Anywho, moving on to House of Dragon. Sorry about that. Had a clean house real quick. Um, this, this episode was dope. There's no other way to describe it. It was dope. I, there is no way you could tell me an old man with leprosy 
struggling to get up on a throne is going to be the biggest moment of your episode. If I was just listening to mm-hmm. that as a regular person, I'd be like, this sounds stupid. That scene was hands down one of the best king scenes I have seen in this show. Did you see the trivia that already came out about it? No. What, what, what happened? The crown wasn't supposed to fall off his head, and Matt Smith went to go pick it up and give it to him, and they left it in the show. Oh. And that was the most natural part of that scene, too, was, was that weakness. But, okay, the brothers are back. Like, it's time. We're yeah. a united front. Yeah. Yeah. And that well, wasn't even supposed to happen. Like, I love those stories so much. But, yeah, this episode was incredible, man. I all right. So first off, my rating for this episode nine and a half out of ten. It's been this been this whole show has been hitting high notes. Um, mm-hmm. Only bad part for me was the very end, but I understand that. Um, I to start from the beginning when they set up that uh, the Valerians are losing their men of the family, and they're losing more and more of their family day by day. It's setting the tone that, like, okay, we need to do something to ensure our name in the history books. And that desperation comes from both sides of the family. So you can see uh, Bayman trying to take control in his own way and, like, expose um, Renera with her bastards and expose the, the crown for what it is. But he does it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And he literally loses his head for it. And it, it it's those small moments for me where a character makes that kind of decision that is the biggest impact on the show. It it will start to divide people more. It'll give people more reason to do what they want to do. And it'll branch off into like if this happens, then you know, this side of the family is going to do this. And this is how they're going to feel because of this. Everything in this first season has been a setup. And I hope that they close it out well. Because it's, I think this is going to be like two or three more seasons. It's got to give weight to every decision they're going to make in the future. If they just came out like Rings of Power and just started doing stuff. And like going places yeah. and we didn't know the reason why. Like, I know they're not competing against each other. They're different fantasies. But there's still a writing aspect to that where you have to have some kind of direction and reason behind your character's motivation. So doing something like this and showing something like this, hit it checks all the boxes for me. I absolutely loved the episode. I absolutely loved how um, uh, Viserys took control in his last breath, made the family come together, Made, you know, <laughs> made them be happy for a little bit, even though it was like for 10 minutes. Um, he, he, he's in control. He's the king. And it was good to see that he finally, even though he failed to set uh, in order his old family line and set in order who's supposed to be uh, his uh, succeeder or the succession of his crown. It's important that this moment was highlighted because he was the king of non-conflict. He wanted to resolve everything, get it done and just move on. And this was this like last thing, like, Hey, 
let's stay together because the only way we fall apart is if we're not together. And he pleaded with them. It was like the first honest moment that I saw out of uh, Allison and Renera since they were kids. It was just dope. And there's a lot to get to in the show, in this episode, but that was the main part for me. That was the one that I liked the most. Yeah, I think this sets the tone for not only the rest of the season, like you said, but hopefully the rest of the show. And I don't know if it's going to be two or three seasons. It can't be more than like four or five. We can't get more than that because you're going to get lost in the weeds on something that isn't supposed to take that long. We've already done so many time jumps, but I think this sets up everything perfect. We got two episodes left to kind of close out this season and really set the wheels in motion. But like, here we go. Here it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the end was I, I understood the end. I kind of defended it, but it is still almost a little goofy. Um, and it wasn't more that he like kind of called out the wrong thing. Like he is somebody with clearly in pain, clearly losing his mind, losing his yeah. body. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with that. I had a problem with Allison, like kind of being like, oh, OK, she can be queen now. I'm cool with it. And then like five seconds later, when she hears this like thing, she's like, no, never mind. I'm mad again. That seemed like a really weird, ab- abrupt flip flop. I wish she wasn't yeah. like so hard and like the family's great. OK, like I didn't need to see it all the way back. And in, in my but, mind. I in my mind it was like Renera left and it was a couple of days later he died. Yeah. That's that's how it happens in my in my brain. And of course but I don't think they showed it, that though. Like that's great that you're it. able to think that way, but I they didn't show it. And, no. and that and might have been it, but it looked like it was the night of. And it's like, all right, like maybe give us some indicator. Give us right. a little bit. Right. You know. But yeah, this this show's been great. It's especially with how down we were on um, on Game of Thrones. It left such a bad taste in our mouth. I don't think anybody, any of us wanted this show. And now I can't wait for Sunday. I'm that's it. It's appointment television again, man. Yeah. Sunday's supposed to be the biggest episode. And. You know, Game of Thrones. Said that last week, though, like, well, I think this one was the the most this is the most consequential episode. Mm. But next week you're talking about scale, scale, big, big things are going to happen. Like they're going to probably move the plot so much next week. Uh, We're going to get to the season finale and be like, I can't handle anymore. (laughs) I need a break. I hope the season finale is like a little tame. I need a break. Give me a break till next year, man. (laughs) But yeah, episode nine, Game of Thrones history has always been the biggest. uh, The season. Or the the episode before the last penultimate yeah. uh, episode, but we had so much. Okay, so first of all, we clearly have um uh what's her name Hall- Hallison Helena 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 is a future seer. She saw that mm-hmm. Aegon was going to lose his eye. He, they, they saw that. Uh, she saw that. Um, uh, describing her marriage, she was kind of like awkward with it. But she saw that um, there's going to be something with the boars under the floor, or something like that. And <laughs> that that line shot me to succession because <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that's a famous boar on the floor. It's a game. It's a game. Um, but. It, it it's clearly alluding to something because she's already future saw so many things. So I find it hilarious that they ignore her to a point and 
like they just marry her off to her brother and they're fine with it. And she's yeah. probably going to be the like one most important piece for them to remain a full household. So I don't know. Uh, I, I think uh, that scene where, and I have it on the slideshow where at the end she is trying to play along with her brothers and she's like clapping her hands and, and, <laughs> and Eamon is sitting there and ridiculing uh, the strong kids. And mm-hmm. she's like in the background, like, yeah, this is great. They're strong. I get it. And like, she's clearly used as one of those uh, background characters that just doesn't get it on the, on the surface, but she's a future series. She's a, like a brand of the first series. So yeah, I, I don't know. She's she's gonna be a big, uh, I think, soon to come. And I think that um, uh, we had uh, Missera, Missaria. Um, so that was Damon's little fling, his uh, whore that he brought with him to Dragonstone. She's like the leader of spies now, and she knows everything that's happening. Who does she report to? Where's her loyalty at? That's going to be the big thing here in in next couple of. You know, it's going to be the the strong brother that's still left. It has to be him, like the new little finger guy. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because she's I, the one that sold them out in the first place. That was her little beggar kid. Yeah, yeah. So. She she reports to him, but does she have allegiance to him, or does she have still because of her personal uh, ties to Damon? Does she hold loyalty to him? Is she going to hold off some secrets uh, to uh, Wayne Head Strong? Call him Wayne Head because that's what that's <laughs> bad. Um, but is she is she going to hold off some of that stuff until it it really fits to uh, uh, Damon's plan? Um, clearly, the the high tires are going to go against the Targaryens. But I'm kind of scared because there's a lot of there's a lot of characters that are gonna die. Just like Andor, there's a lot of characters that are gonna yeah. go, and I'm just not ready for it. I wanted to see more, and it sucks that they sped through this season because of the time jumps. But they had to to tell the story and to give some background on why these people are the way they are and why they do some of the things. So I don't know. What, I think we what, needed to. I don't think we needed to spend any more time. I think the time jumps are fine. I think it got us to where we need to. And now we're seeing the dance of dragons about to hit yep. nine and 10. will get it started. And then the, hopefully, like we said, the next two to four seasons are just that like clean yep. it up, get it out. And like I said, move on to a different storyline Go So there's always something else in game of Thrones in the appendix, in the appendages or whatever. Yep. Give me something else. Like give me Aegon's conquest. Like I said, like before, give me that one. Give me, give me something different that we haven't seen yet. Don't stay on this story for eight years. You don't have to. You can come back to Game of Thrones, make that Game of Thrones money, but give me a story that I care about. Like, we had Obi-Wan for six episodes. Do what Disney's doing. Move on. Yeah, it wasn't great, but guess what? Now we're in Andor. We just did Boba Fett. We're going to go back to Mandalorian. Like, pop around. Cool. You don't have to milk these dry when you have the IP that you can keep using. I think they're planning on doing that because I don't think they're going to be putting this out next year, season two. No. I think they're skipping a year 
And between season one and two of this show, there's another Game of Thrones IP that's supposed to be coming out. So I think they're doing what you're what you're saying, but they're doing it at a slower pace. Yeah. Which is good because I don't want to be burnt out on Game of Thrones like I was before, where it was right. like a, a chore every Sunday to watch and you know year in, year out, just be feeling disappointed towards the end. So yeah. Yeah. But back to the whole timeline of things, you have the king go from uh, a healthy king in the past few episodes in the first few episodes to dead in this episode it it did it wouldn't make sense if you just introduced him as a weak king and then killed him off right yeah you need to show that he was a peacetime king and he didn't really have anything on his plate except for the stepstones he still couldn't handle the stepstones couldn't handle his own family like but he has this mission to name a successor because he believes in Aegon's vision from uh, uh, the, the prince that was promised. So, I don't know. I think that the time jumps were fine. I think that the way that these stories were told, it's fine. It's great. I like the character interaction. I liked the fighting. You know, this is reminding me of the, the Lannisters versus Starks. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this, but in the first season, they had Sansa fighting against Joffrey and like she and Arya got involved and they had to kill their dogs because they were just infighting so much. And that set this that set the tone for what the show became. And it was always the Starks and everyone else versus the Lannisters. Nobody liked the Lannisters. And I'm getting that feeling from the High Towers. Nobody's gonna like the High Towers because they're gonna try to go against tradition and it's gonna stink. So I think a lot of the people are going to revolt against that. I think it's interesting, too, because we saw like uh, for when Allison was sitting at the table, there's like some of the new family, like the Lannisters had a seat at the table this time. So where are they going to go? Where are all these houses going to break off? Are the Strongs going to stay with Rhaenyra now or are they going to go with Allison because the two that were with her are dead? So. It's gonna be interesting. I, I think that's gonna be fun is to see. And we haven't even like heard from like the north or anything like that. We haven't heard yeah, from no. some of these houses that we know that you know are still there. We gotta get some of them at some point. Yeah. And the you saw the Lannisters in the, the hunting episode where they were celebrating. Yeah, the the brother was at yeah. the was at the small council. Yep. This time and then, he was at the table. And then you got um Vayman, he was escorted by all high tower people. Like he's clearly on their side. Too bad. Rest in peace. Shouldn't have been talking. Um, but I feel like uh, they're gonna. That family is gonna have to either. They're gonna have to pick a side here. They can't play the middle anymore. They. Well, the, the, but the but the 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 queen that wasn't. She did pick a side. She went with Rhaenyra because she's like, oh yeah, they're gonna marry my kids. And well, I back their claim. So they well, are. They did pick a side. Yeah, Rainey's. If Rainey's yeah. really went with her for um, her own will or for her kids, that's fine. I think she did it because she was in front of her brother. And she didn't want to fight in front of her brother. Just like how Damon came in and saw how weak he was and he was a changed man. He was like standing outside the bedroom because he couldn't face it at first. Yeah. 
And I think he, as soon as she came in, she twists, she like flipped that story around. And she's like, nope, siding with Renaris. I don't know. I saw it as that she saw the winds blowing against Veyman and then he kept talking and she's like, well, I'm not going to jump on that boat right now. And then <laughs> got sliced up, man. Bro, that was, it. I love the after, um, uh, his line. The, yeah. Well, um, after the episode ends, they do the, you know, the recap oh, yeah, yeah. of the episode and he, the actor is talking. And he's like, well, you noticed Damon could come to my face and do it. Like, okay. Yeah, he had to go behind my back. Okay. Still got sliced up. <laughs> you bet you should have known better. But yeah. I don't know. I I, I have a slideshow going and so one of the main pictures that are, are on there is Allison with her son, uh uh Aegon. Or yeah, Aegon. Aegon, yeah. He's supposed to be like the next coming king. And I think he just doesn't want to. He has no desire. He just wants to have sex, masturbate, do whatever, go off into the sunset. He don't want this. <laughs> Cue the Jon Snow. I don't want it. <laughs> it's, it's wild to me, like, how much she's forcing him to. Like, it's giving real Cersei, Tommen vibes. Like, you have to be king. You're the one, even though you don't want it. You got to learn all these things. You got to behave a certain way, stuff like that. I think it's going to backfire real big on on Allison. She put her yeah. her her chips in the wrong one. She put should have went to Eamon. Because well, she doesn't uh, have a choice, though. You have to go with your firstborn kid. Like that's what it is. Like you can't just skip around because he's an idiot. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, but hey, I think I think they're going to um move the plot a lot next week and it's going to be a big episode mm. and i i think next episode might be the best episode of game of thrones as a total series as a total ip that's yeah. how how big of scale this is going to be in my opinion like you got to go a, that's, hard that's now. a big ask man because we've had yeah. some real real red, good episodes red wedding Ned starks uh beheading um, battle of the bastards battle of the, battle of the bastards uh the battle of Castamir or or the battle of um dang when they were on the boats in season two and he lit them he used a wildfire to blow them up oh, the, oh bay, my gosh. the blackwater bay blackwater yeah yeah so the one and, that what was the one on the king's road too we had where we like saw a dragon actually like do shit for the first time like that one was yeah. on like the king's caravan the king's road and stuff that See, one yeah, we got, that's what I'm saying. We got some bangers, man. Like that's tough. I, I this is this is what I'm saying. They need to go big. Like they so, they reserve the budget on a lot. They didn't show the dragons in a while. They haven't shown a lot, even yeah. if it's just scheming. Like this was literally like three sets, stuff. I think, that they used in this episode. You had like the king's bedroom. You had the dinner scene, which is definitely reused from something, and you have the Iron Throne. Yep. Where else did they go? Oh, and at the beginning of the episode, we were back in the Dragonstone in Driftmark. No, it was Driftmark. It was Driftmark in there. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It was, that's, it was their their hall, but like that's a reuse set too. Like we didn't have anything new, and this well, was a huge episode that did it on. We did on a tiny where very beginning. This is skipped over because it happened at the very beginning. Um, a uh, Damon went and got uh, got an egg. Out of the caves oh, yeah. and at right. Dragonstone. 
So right. yeah, that was new. And that was a new thing to see. Like he went in mm-hmm. there and just snatched it up and walked away and the dragons didn't attack him for it. So yeah. clearly the dragons are okay with him being around and being in there. So yeah. Yeah. That is another big plot point too, considering we already saw like they took the big one. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be interesting now, but yeah. No, but I don't. I didn't mean to like knock it down. Where I was not gonna. I mean, the sets still look beautiful. I'm just saying they did. They did a lot with a little. And like yeah. you said, I think it's to save it for these last two. And also, plus they just like you said, they just fired all those people from DC and Cartoon Network. So just shove some of that budget in Game of Thrones. You should be good. Yep. Um, <sighs> what are your predictions for next week? I want to hear these. I think it's what we said. I think we're gonna get the houses starting to pick sides, and we're gonna see who's the blacks and who's the greens. And we're really going to get clear cut. We're going to like start to like the banners called type of thing. And I think it's going to be, I don't know. They keep, we keep bringing up these stepstones. And now obviously we saw them ready. It's still been a point of contention. Is that going to be the first battle? I don't know what it is in the books. Like I, I've kind of glanced through some of the stuff and, and know some about it, but like, I don't know. It just feels like that's where it's brewing, where these two sides will kind of both try and take this guy out and really just start fighting each other. And there we go. But, I mean, they showed the preview, too. Allison's putting Aegon on the throne. So that's what's going to call all these banners. So who says he's king because she thinks she's right? And what does Rhaenyra do? Yeah, I think... She's supposed to be queen. I think you're right on that. But who do you think is going to die? Someone's got to die, Next week, someone's got to die, yeah. I think because we talked about it and we don't know the status of her husband... And I think it's going to be, what did you say? Rear, re, uh, re, how do you say her name? The queen Rainers. that was, what is it? Uh, Rain, Rainies? Rainies. Rainies, yeah. I think it's going to be her. I don't know if that's as big of weight as what we want, though. But I feel like she might be the one. All right. So you think she's going to die out of everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. What's another character we have that could eat it and like not affect the show that much? Unless it's like one of the kids, but I don't think that's happening yet. Yeah. Uh, I think the leader of the Night's Watch, Sir Kristen's got to move up to take control, yeah. right? Talk about the guy with the bald head with the white yeah. beard. What, what is his yeah. name? What is his name? I got him right here. Hang on. The leader of the King's Guard. Sir Harold. West Westerling. Yeah, Sir Harold. I think he's got to go in order for Alicent to take control. Because mm-hmm. he's loyal to Renaris. From the from the time that they were young. Or she was young. She was super loyal to him. They had secrets, you know, when Damon first snuck into the castle. That was like that has to be the catalyst of like what's going to change, and I don't know what causes him to like for Sir Kristen to go against him. Like it, I don't know if there's some kind of secret or treason talk. Uh, I know that we saw the previews, but like I don't know. Um, there has to be some. The only other person on the panel that nobody really listens to is uh, Sir Lyman. Beesberry, the old guy that was rambling on and on and on and on and oh, on about yeah. just ridiculous yeah. stuff. Yeah, him. I think that he might be the catalyst for Sir Sir Harold to die. 
yeah, that makes sense. Like they they go for the full treason and put Aegon on the throne, and those are only two against it in the room, and they die, yeah. which gives them power over the entire council and over the Night's Watch. But truly, the Night's Watch before Sir Christian was loyal to Damon, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, they made a big point of that the first two episodes. Yeah. A real yeah. big point of that. They 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 made that point. But it, that's also times. been like 15 years, so who knows how many of those dudes <laughs> are still hanging out. Like, You get some old guns that, that you used show. to know. Hey, yeah. hey, you want to come join my fight? <laughs> <Do anything? laughs> yeah. All right, so we're looking forward to next week. Anything else before we move on to Rings of Power? No, this show's great, though. Let's go. I know they talked about, they came out and said, hey, we're not competing with Rings of Power. They're both of their own genre. It just feels like you are because you're on in the same time of the year. So I think it's naive to say we're not competing with them when you literally are for views, for clicks. So moving on to Rings of Power, um, we have, we finally get the episode that we want where everything comes in, it, everything was combined into one story, and then the volcano erupts. And later on, we see that that area, the Southlands, is now Mordor. I wish they said it, because I really wanted them no, to, to uh-uh. hear it. Uh-uh. <laughs> but, I do, you're right, I do wish he'd said it instead, but that shot was pretty cool, for no reason. It was It was a little lame. He should have just said it, but I like that it. it just burns away on the screen. I was like, they're going to say Mordor here, though. Here we go. I told you that mountain was Mount Doom. I want to put that out there. I told you. Yeah, you said that You're on the podcast a so. couple of weeks ago. I, told I, did, you I, just, I told you I didn't know. I don't know the Lord what of the Rings that well. What damn volcano is there popping up in Middle Earth? Get out of here. I don't know. Hawaii, somewhere out. Oh, lay out. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I truly, I, I've been wanting to go back and watch Fellowship of the Ring and Twin Towers and and uh, Return of the King because I kind of want to see how these characters transition. But mm-hmm. again, I don't got time for that. I also want to keep this kind of separate. I don't want yeah. to mix the two together and be like, oh, she's going to live because of this. He's going to live because of this or whatever. I kind of want to be surprised because I haven't watched it since I was in high school, really. I, I don't do the yearly rewatch like a lot of you guys do. But I have the Blu-rays. I have the extended cuts. I just don't watch the rewatch they're on, the movies. They're on, H, they're on HBO Max, man. Yeah, I, I can throw it on any, any given time. But I want to keep this separate. And I think it's good that it's, um, it's surprising me so far. <laughs> it's, there's a lot. That happened in this past episode. I'll let you go through your best moments from this episode first. I I think this episode is probably a another nine out of ten. I'm not that high on it yet. I think I'm back in the eight out of ten range. But this show completely turned a corner for me with the last three, and I it just left me wondering why didn't they start with these? Why did we do so much buildup that never amounted to something on characters? A like you said, we pro- we knew enough. If because they're appealing to fans of Lord of the Rings, and even if you're new, you get who these characters are pretty quickly in these last three episodes. And even if you've yep. changed it up a little bit, whatever. 
But these last three episodes, you said it with House of the Dragon. We said it with Andor. There's a direction we're going, and now we're building out the world. And I've been saying that on the show. That's what happened in this last one. We had a lot of storylines conjoining. We have a lot. And now they might split off again because stuff's happening. Maybe they're still hanging out together. We had, like, the Numenorians leave, and um, Galadriel's on her own again. And, you know, we still have... um, Elrond's story being separate, which is fine. Like, that's cool. Like, whatever. It doesn't, everything doesn't have to be this one tight thread, but we were just so all over the place for no reason. Like, I actually kind of enjoyed the Hobbits in this one. Like, there's still a little too much. It it is what it is, but they were used correctly. It was interesting. Whatever Gandalf, not Gandalf guy was doing was interesting in this episode. You know, the politics we have were like, they got their ass beat real bad and they got to figure out like we got to dip and maybe we'll come back. We don't really know, but like we know it's real bad. Now the guy's speech at the end, like you said, like now we have like the villains are actually kind of like, I care about them. Like that might be one of the worst parts of Lord of the Rings is Sauron's literally an eye in the sky. Like there's no, yeah. there's he's no, just person. Bad. he's just a bad guy. Like he's <laughs> bad because he likes darkness and evil and orcs are bad. Which is cool, like it's great and it works great in the movie. But in this show, I like that like his one acolyte dude was like a tortured elf and has a story. And I don't usually like that. I don't like villains having stories to have stories. I thought that was like the worst part. It is a completely different tangent of Hocus Pocus too. Was like why did they, why did they need an origin story? They're just bad guys that eat people. Like we don't need. I don't need an origin story here. But like I like that for this. I like that for this random guy who's like. Yeah, this is why I'm a disciple of Sauron. They abused me real bad, and these are like my children now, and I want a good life for them. So yeah, I'm a bad guy. Like, okay, cool. But this show, this show's I'm I'm excited. I think this is the finale. I think we only get eight of these. So the Game of Thrones drop comparisons are gonna drop off this week. This is all we get until supposedly season two, which they started filming. Are you sure we get more? I think we only get eight. I don't think it's ten. I'll look. I got it. We got but, we get nine. Oh, we get nine. So we get, we get, two, we get this one and, and one more. Okay. Yep. No, there's only eight episodes. No. Well, one more. This is episode yeah. seven. This is episode eight. The one that Next, we just watched. This week, the one we just watched is seven. We get one okay. more for eight. Right, we're That's on the same page. It ends this page. week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is actually beneficial to them because I think they can set up their story really well. Give us two weeks. And then House of the Dragons doing their own thing, too. Which, I mean, Nine's going to set up a ton, like we just said, too. But I think this is good for them. This is going to break away those reactions. I think, like you said, too, it is nice that it's divorced from the movie. I don't really love the actress that's doing Galadriel, but it's her own take. I know what Kate Blanchett did. I like the guy playing Elrond, but he's not Hugo Weaving. But that's okay. Like, he doesn't have to be. Like, it's cool we're getting new takes on these characters. Because if if it lines up and it's a shot for shot with fellowship or two towers whatever it's gonna lose every time you had such a great cast peter jackson put his everything into those movies because he had nothing left for the hobbit which is sad but (laughs) you hate those movies, man (laughs) i hate those movies but i think they can tell their own story and i think they can tell it well i just wish it started like this but i'm back in i i was really about to give up on this show i had like 3 in the hopper to watch i have not been watching these live now i am i'll probably watch this on friday yeah i'm excited I, the only way i get to watch these because the weekends of football and game of thrones and andor and street hulk in the middle of the week i have to watch it live 
or I have to watch it Friday nights, like after everyone goes to bed <laughs> and yeah, it, it's just on. So I don't know. I, I agree with you. I, I think, I think it's good that they're separating the two. I think it's the actors, you know, they're not going to live up to the movie actors. They're not going to live right. up to what we remember them to be. So have them separate. What I didn't like was the children, the kids. I felt like their motivations to do things were just bad. All over and the place. Yeah. yeah. I, I just you don't talk about the Hobbit one, the Hobbit kids, the, the Hartfoots, um, yeah. the, the kid of, uh, the tavern of the Southland uh-huh. tavern, uh, mm-hmm. the, the three, um, um the, the boys in the left, army the, yeah what yeah. were they doing they were all over the place it's well, one died all that. yeah <laughs> oh, yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah. why is the sildor just trying to become a hero all of a sudden i stuff like that because he's gonna be like, king bro yeah so spoilers at the I, beginning of fellowship of the ring <laughs> yeah i i kind of saw that and somebody dropped it as a i'm gonna call it a spoiler but um, I kind of didn't want to see that because I forgot all their names from Fellowship. Oh my god! <laughs> I, yeah, so I'm like, I'm, I'm completely blind here. Like I said, I don't, I haven't rewatched the movies and I haven't read the books in so long. So yeah, like unless you tell me a reference or show me a a, a meme of somebody and drop a name with it, I don't know. Like you can tell me. Uh, like I think <laughs> at first I was thinking. Which one of these people turns into uh, um, the goblin? Aragorn? Uh, the goblin? <laughs> I was like, do one of these characters just love the power so much that they just turn into him? That's, that's, that's after. <laughs> that, happens, that happens a little after all this. I was like, I don't remember anything from those movies. So, you know, they're doing a good job getting me back in. Now, execution, yes. that's another thing. But this episode, funny, I rate it so high. Because it was like gathering the pieces afterwards, and they gave characters some some faults. I didn't know what's her name. I didn't know uh, uh, the one elf had a husband. I like I remember that mm-hmm. from the movies, but that's the same timeline. Like, is her yeah, husband she, alive at the same time? Men- I think she mentions it at the very beginning of the show. And then they like quickly cut away, but yeah, that's the same guy, and like they go on like weird adventures and stuff too. But they elves live forever; they're like yeah, they're true. immortal. Yeah, so Galadriel, and she has a whole man. life before that even happens with this yeah. dude. And that, that's the whole thing is they're setting up he's dead, and he's like definitely not like again spoilers, but yeah, he hanging out, he doing but, something. Well, we kind of saw that they never went back and confirmed a body. If I if my son was in battle and. Someone told me he died. Oh, I would so go weird. I go get his body and bring it back home. What are you no, doing? Nobody let his he let his horse go because his horse was mad. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Come on, man. That Come was on, so bad. That was so bad. Anywho, I really like the um the other wizards that rain down fire on the Heartfoots. Yeah, I don't know what their problem is. They mad. They big mad, though. They're a good villain threat. They're a threat that's out there that's different from the orcs, and I like that. It does feel kind of like this weird anime villain (laughs) where they just show up, 
just be a bunch of jerks. They're like kind of quiet, and there's a bald one for like no reason. It's like then they're gone. It's like all right, like yeah, they show up, they look at the tree, they figure out that that the other wizard was there. They go down, and the girl comes up to them and give them more information. Why are you giving away more information? It's like nothing. Yeah. Yeah, even though burns she, burns all their stuff down, and next time on Rings of Power, <laughs> it's like, oh, I should reward you for giving me that information. Here yeah, you go. He said, he I burned down your village. <laughs> forget, your, forget your, forget your little huts. But now old, but now old guy went to go get his walking stick, and he's gonna lead the fellowship of the Hardfoots that I don't want to watch anymore. And they gotta yeah. bump into humans at some point, I guess. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, I'm not truth. At least, at least there should be less hobbits now because there's only like three or four of them in this group. Yep. So that's a silver lining. So yeah, Elrond and uh, we have uh, Prince Durin. They uh, like I really like the fact that Elrond bent the knee to King Durin, Mm -hmm. and that was like very symbolic. And then King Durin still didn't give a fuck. Like. It's just totally opposite of what they need right now, which is setting up the plot for later on. But like, really need them to come together, and you really need unity here to fight a common enemy of death. So yeah, yeah, and Queen Queen Regent losing her eyesight that gives a little bit of the foreseer power that uh, uh, she was experiencing before. But I'm not totally sure that's going to translate well. I think she's just going to no. be blind and she's not going to be able to do anything. And then it's going to cost her her life. I don't know. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, anything else before we move on? I just what this sets up. Cause my biggest problem with this show is still one thing. What, what's been missing from this show. If you had to say one thing that's been missing, don't even think that hard. It's just in the title. Sword rings of power. I don't know. We don't have any There's... of the rings of power. What, we don't have we don't have any of the forging of the one. We don't have any of the others that go off to the humans and all. Where's all that? It's the name of the show. But they said that they weren't gonna do that. They weren't. Then gonna why did you name the show to, this? But you got to set it up. Look, I'm willing to forgive them to set up something. No. First season. This is Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth Adventures. Like, uh, yeah, you're right. We it got a Mount Doom origin story before we got the Rings guys, of Power in this goddamn show. Like, what are we doing, bro? Guys, guys Ben is dug in on this. Dug <laughs> in. Give me the damn rings. <laughs> yeah, there have been no rings. There has been no, like, mythical items other than the sword. What is, this, is, this is another company, again, that hates magic rings. We don't have rings of magic rings and rings of power. DC won't make a damn Green Lantern movie. Give me some magic rings doing some cool stuff. That's all I'm asking for, bro. Nope, you don't get it. Nope. I don't get anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? No. All right. Let's move on to She-Hulk. And then we'll do our NFL picks. Uh, we'll probably split uh, this episode, uh, fellow watchers, fellow listeners, into two shows. Um, so we'll probably, probably uh, rename uh, the stream. So, oh, God. All right. Moving, moving to She-Hulk. Ben's been itching. Get, get this going. Because ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Come on now. 
Is it really a this 10 ep- out of 10 for you? This episode, this episode is perfect. Yes. hundred percent. He's a big everything double fan, guys. This is, <laughs> this is the this only is thing. This is everything I wanted. Go ahead. Everything. Tell, tell the people right. why you love it so much. So first of all, people were getting so mad about Matt cracking wise every five seconds. No, idiot. Idiot. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut, shut up. Every every five every, Matt Matt cracking wise Matt always makes jokes. That was perfect. It was stupid, <laughs> but it was funny. He cracked himself up, which was the best part about it. We got Matt in a courtroom, kicking her ass with his with his smell. Love it. Their chemistry was great. I love that they were like totally into each other after at the bar. Awesome. His suit looks great. Right out of Daredevil number one. I don't really like the red and yellow, but it looked good. It's like his LA suit. He's just chilling in LA in this suit. We got to see Daredevil fight. It was a little too CGI for my take, but then we get a redo of the hallway scene. Perfect. It was incredible. Plus, she just comes in and smashes it up. Love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The villain was dumb. Love it. Because there were so many jokes to play off there. It was great. Great episode of TV. Plus, Matt gets laid. It's awesome. Love it. What did you hate about this episode? It's perfect. This is what I this is what I want. What do you want out of this show? I didn't like a, the end. I'll give you that. Plot? I'll take all points. A damn for the plot. End, but... <laughs> That's all I want. I Why get... do you want a plot from the show? We don't need a plot from the show. Oh give up on the plot. There doesn't Even, need to be a plot. It's like dealing with a million things, which is probably the woman's plight, which they're trying to relate to. It's like, I got to deal with dating. I got to deal with her. I got to deal with superheroes. I got to deal with just arrogant men in my life. I got to deal with my family. I got to deal with, like, there's just too yeah, much. fine. No. I, I don't know. I felt like they just threw random stuff at us at at the beginning and now the last episode is going to be so heavy with the remainder stuff they have to resolve what's going on with her trying to get or the those guys trying to steal her blood they still got to resolve probably abomination wong all the guest characters from the the season i think those are done i don't think we can see them again at all I, i disagree I, I think, well, now the problem is they dropped that big bomb at the end with the video of her. Yeah, yeah. And her kind of raging out and damage gonna be control the is already there and all that. And now we got 30 minutes, what they've been giving us, like maybe 40 yeah. to resolve a lot. Yep. And well, is Bruce coming back? Or are we just waiting for a movie for him? Is he going to bump into the Guardians on like Christmas or something and we won't see him then? Like, he gone. You know what I'm saying? He gone, man. He, he gone. gone, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. no, I th- I think that it was it was kind of interesting seeing the dynamic between Daredevil and She Hulk, but also Matt and um, Jens. I I think yeah. that those two compare a lot to each other, and uh, she can learn a lot from him. Now, was it good? Was it good for you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i mean the, the sex part was fine it, it was i have i don't really care about that a lot of people were in arms up in arms about that why but like it's it's canonical for daredevil to like get his they, fuck on all the time everybody he's been with black widow he had um what's the one karen page like all these people like it's yeah. it's out of the comics for him to do this it's not that crazy was it goofy and stupid yeah the whole show is who cares that's yeah. the best part I think people didn't know that part. That's why they were so upset about it. They didn't know how because they saw the over. Netflix show and they just think he's brooding and whatever. Exactly. Which exactly. even in that show, he makes jokes all the time. 
he's quipping. Like it and isn't he as sex funny in that show like three times. At least, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I, that's what I I'm know. saying. Like it's on Disney Plus. Watch it. I don't know. I don't think it ever hit the highs of that show. I think obviously that's the best Daredevil we've ever gotten because you know. I mean, I like the Ben Affleck movie for what it is. It's not a good movie, but it's fun sometimes at some parts. But, yeah. the, you know, I still think getting more of a character we like, Jen playing really well off of it. Like, She-Hulk was fun doing stuff with a hero that actually can keep up with her. Like, it wasn't as fun with Wong because he's just standing there doing this, like, the whole episode. Like, yeah, that's boring, yeah. whatever. Like, her yeah. actually, like, he's beating ass and like throwing this the billy Yo, club around and his billy you... club was actually on the rope this time like we haven't seen that i don't think they ever did that in the show yeah like, what did you think about the fight scenes because i liked it i thought they were great the ones that were actually him i thought the parking lot scene was bad yeah. i thought that cgi looked kind of goofy with him clambering down like you couldn't get a stunt person to do that or something or, or fake it a little bit better but right. once they're in that hallway like, it wasn't the hallway fight from season one where, like, that dude's bone came out of his knee. And like that's, like, one of the most savage things I've ever watched in my life. And it looked like a one-shot. But it was really good. I thought they'd let him do some fun stuff. They let the Billy Club do work, which is always the fun part of a Daredevil comic of, like, watching it bounce off. And then, like I said, she got to jump in and just be a Hulk and, like, Hulk out. Like, that was cool. And they're joking around about law stuff while they're doing it. Like, it's yeah. awesome. That's what I'm saying. Like, what do you want? Like, I understand. I think they built up a lot of story around her to kind of. I don't think they're going to cash in. Yeah, I don't think they're going to fall flat. I don't think or they fall can. really quickly. Yeah, unless we get an hour long episode all of a sudden. Because the Titania thing, even if if either she's behind it or not, that's going to be weird. Like yeah. I still think they're we're going to get a leader drop in here soon. The guy who played the leader in the very first movie because he's already signed on to come back for some other movie. And I forget which one, but it really feels like he's behind the scenes because it feels like a lot of his lab from the Ed Norton movie almost when they, they, they right. showed those couple shots. Yeah. But I just don't know how they can land this plane. And I think that's going to disappoint me. Like, I've been disappointed at some episodes. I just like it for what it is. Like, I'm just having fun with the show that I it, I think it has low stakes. Maybe they, they're going to over over promise, under deliver a bit. But it's still fun. Fun. I think the parking lot scene, bad. Hallway scene, good. But then I yeah. watched Werewolf by Night, where they actually did a one shot with him in that hallway, and I was like, okay, that should have been Daredevil. 100%. Here's why. Here's why I'll disagree with you, and I think the Werewolf one was better. I I'm glad they didn't. You have to do Daredevil in a hallway or some contained space. He's a street level guy. He has no superpowers outside of his enhanced senses. He's not stronger. He's just more dexterous. But I'm glad they didn't do a one-shot because what, what would you have done immediately? What are you comparing to right away? Yeah, yeah you're comparing season to one. Daredevil season Yeah, I think, it's I think, never going to be that. I think because I saw it back-to-back -back on Friday uh, with Werewolf by Night, I, mm. I kind of just compared the two and it was just different styles and I just prefer the simpler style of werewolf by night i like the um the action in werewolf by night a little bit more this one just seemed like kind of fuzzy and you know the cgi is all over the place you have to because she's a hulk it's kind of hard to do human on human stuff but 
I don't know, maybe get a basketball player to play She Hulk instead of a five foot two person. Um, you know, you know, have that yeah, transform. Do do the do the Lou Ferrigno part where it was you know somebody different when they Hulk. I mean, or like because like, she doesn't really look like her anyway. Right. She doesn't even look like herself with the CGI stuff. Yeah, not like Bruce, where it's very explicit. Uh, but yeah, I think I think this show was okay, and I I get that it's not supposed to be super serious, but it still has to feel complete, you know? Yeah, like you can be comedic and goofy and still have a complete one through nine run. So I don't know. I I. I'm still mixed on it. I'll give it a six. I really liked Deadpool in it. I liked what they kicked off with them being um, single people living in the world. Um, but I, I truly think that they have to go and finish this story off with a bang. Please don't let it be the typical Marvel ep- last episode with a big magic fight and that's it. I don't. Yeah, we're gonna really get a Titania that. versus She Hulk and pretty bad CGI, probably. Yeah. But I mean, it's so weird too. We've been talking like Rings of Power is a show we're down on that now we're kind of excited for the finale. House of the Dragon is a finale we're really excited about and we want. And another Marvel show where we're kind of like, okay, yeah. And I like this show. Like I'm gonna watch it at some point, either tomorrow or Friday for sure. I'm I'm gonna knock it out ASAP, but. I don't know that I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I'll have fun with it. I I, I like I said, my, this show is fun for me. I like it for what it is. I don't know that it's a great show. This episode yeah. was perfect. Daredevil rules. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't know. I I feel like we could have done a little bit more, have a little bit more, show a little bit more, have a better plot line, but. Or just done less and just made it funny. One or yeah. the other. Cameo-filled funny show. It should have been one or the other, and they try to walk the tightrope of both, and I don't think they're going to hit it. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to split this show. Uh, streamers, please stay on. Um, we'll take a break and be right back with the NFL picks. Um, but this has been the Doug in Pod. Follow us on Twitter, YouTube. Instagram at Doug and Pod. You can catch us Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern on our live stream. Leave a comment and make sure you follow to enter the contest to uh, win two AMC tickets to any movie of your choice. Um, this has been Age 2K6 and Iron Knight 23. Follow us. Y'all have a good night.